1: VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients.
2: As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop.
1: Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
3: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom?
1: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. Meet Anna Delvey. You may think she's an audacious entrepreneur or a complete con artist, but there's one thing about Anna you're never sure about. Who is she? Created and produced by Shonda Rhimes, Inventing Anna is about the legendary German heiress and media sensation Anna Delvey, who steals the hearts of the New York social scene, along with a lot of their cash. Don't miss the new limited Netflix series inspired by the incredible true story of Anna Delvey. Watch Inventing Anna, February 11th, only on Netflix.
4: You spend a third of your life in bed. That's why we make the most comfortable sheets in the very best way. I'm Scott Tannen. Eight years ago, my wife Missy and I founded Bolin Branch to create the new standard in bedding. We source pure organic cotton and put workers' rights first. Today, Bolin Branch makes the highest quality sheets in the entire industry. You'll feel the difference of our famous signature sheets. They're made from pure organic cotton and get softer with every single wash. Now's the perfect time to try Bolin Branch sheets, pillows, bath towels, and so much more. Each is made with super soft organic cotton by workers who are paid fairly and have come to feel like family. It's time to make the better choice and get the new standard in bedding. Visit BolinBranch.com today for free shipping and returns.
1: Experience the best sheets you've ever felt at bullandbranch.com and get 15% off your first set of sheets with promo code DREAMS. That's boll and Branch.com. Promo code DREAMS.
2: Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd.
6: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
0: What up? Welcome in. This is The Herd, wherever you may be and however you may be making this part of your day. Thanks so much. I'm Doug Gottlieb, in for Colin Cowherd. Football season's here, kids. College football teams reporting. NFL teams. we got preseason games. That's right. We already had one preseason game. We'll have more preseason games to come. You know, that was Hall of Fame weekend. This becomes week one of the preseason. So, and and if you talk to some of these people like Washington taking on the Patriots, that is, uh, it's the scrimmages leading up. That's where the real action is. Steelers, Eagles, these are both on Thursday. Titans, Falcons, Bills, Lions. Cowboys, Cardinals, those are all on Friday. Fins and Bears, Broncos and Vikings, Browns and Jags, Saints. Man, they, everybody plays this weekend. And we got a Sunday night game, or sun, Sunday game, Panthers and Colts. We don't know who the Colts quarterback will be. So, over the weekend, there's been a lot of things that took place. USA Basketball, men's and women's uh, took home the gold medal. I love these questions. I get these all the time. You know, where you get, uh, where you get, uh, hey, you know, why don't you talk about the women's team winning their seventh straight gold medal? Because nobody, just not enough people care. There's no. not Diana Tarazi's amazing. Sue Bird, incredible, right? Was it the fifth gold medal that they won? Incredible. I can't make people care about a story they don't care about. I don't talk about college football and some of the interesting things going on. Linda. It's not that people don't care about college football, but right now, niche stories that these stories are just bigger, like this one, because it does there the the Josh Allen story will have an effect on the rest of the National Football League. Okay, so Josh Allen signs a New Deal. There's a $43 million average on the New Deal. It's a six-year extension worth a reported $258 million. 150 million guaranteed. This is, of course, all according to Adam Schefter. Um, the deal tops out at 12.58, but it's 150 million in guarantee. It puts him above that of Pat Mahomes, and the average annual salary of 43 million puts him slightly behind Mahomes, whose average annual salary is at 45 million dollars. Allen said, I think the way we structured the deal was obviously a chance for both sides to get a fair deal and feel like they won. To be here for eight more years allow us the kind of moves uh, to keep some pieces around here. I'm not e- egotistical in how the money is put out or where it needs to be or how much it is. I want to win. Whatever it takes for us to win, I'm willing to do. Okay, so um, he was a runner-up for MVP. He threw for 4,544 yards last year. 37 touchdown passes. They went to the AFC championship game. Um, The the, the biggest note is that he did something which we have long been told NFL quarterbacks will almost never do, which is become more accurate. 2019, he was a 58.8% passer. 2020, he was a 69.2% passer. His passer rating went from 85.3 to 107.2. That's a meteoric rise. That's an absolute change. But we should point out that if you look at the overall stats from his first three years and the fact that they signed him to a contract extension really a year before they needed to, there's some Jared Goff to it. Now, again, when I say Jared Goff and Josh Allen, the same sentence, Bill's mafia will lose their mind. They'll want to throw me through one of those, uh, through one of those uh, tables that they, you know, they, they jump on the tables and the tables automatically break away. That's what they want. Uh, Josh Allen is Jared Goff. How dare you? But uh, hear me out on this. Right. One, the Bills signed him to a contract before this season began, before his fourth season began, which is the same timing as Jared Goff being signed. It does not match up to what the Ravens are likely to do with LeVar, with Lamar, excuse me, or, what the Browns are gonna do with Baker Mayfield. And the numbers, Goff and Allen, if you average them all together, win percentage, 63%. It's the same. Completion percentage, 62%. It's the same. Touchdown interception ratio. Now, Josh Allen has two more TDs, 67 to 65, but he also has five more interceptions, 31 to 26. They've passed for about the same number of yards. Believe it or not, Jared Goff during his first three years, um, 7.7 yards per attempt as opposed to Josh Allen, 7.2 yards per attempt. And Jared Goff's passer rating overall after three years, 94.7. Josh Allen after three years, 90.4. Now, I'm not Nick Wright and going to read for you stats and make definable uh, statements based solely upon stats. Okay, there's nuance to it. Josh Allen's a far better, bigger, stronger athlete. He runs the ball better. And he didn't, he took over a franchise that wasn't as talent laden as the, the LA Rams were. He just wasn't. And Josh Allen has been able to a bills franchise that had made the playoffs before he got there continue to sustain success, which is really, really hard. And I don't believe there was ever a point in those first three years where Jared Goff was an MVP candidate, let alone a runner up for MVP. So I'm not saying they're the same guy. But there are some similarities there statistically. There are some similarities there timeline-wise in terms of when they signed him. And so that should at least give you a little bit of caution like, boy, you better be really sure. Really, really sure. Now the extension, well, the extension allows them, this thing doesn't go truly live against the books for a couple more years. And so it allows them the pliability of continuing to build a team around them. Put a tremendous defense around him. Get the right pieces. And they were able to hold on to their offensive coordinator. But the reality is that there was a time when Jared Goff was Josh Allen. Remember, Jared Goff's first year was atrocious. It was a train wreck. And then he got Sean McVay and like, okay, it's better. And then in year three, they went to a Super Bowl. And now he's a member of the Detroit Lions. That, that doesn't mean that I think Goff is Allen and Allen is Goff. Finkel is Einhorn. Einhorn is Finkel. Finkel is Einhorn. Einhorn. No, no, I'm not saying that with Goff and Allen. I'm just pointing out that there's a reason people wait. And look, you're two types of people in this world. Right? You're either the type of person who, hey, man, I know I'm going on a trip. I want to book the trip now. I've been doing this for a couple weeks on my my show. Doug Gottlieb and for Colin. This is the herd on Fox Sports Radio the iHeartRadio app. Thanks so much for listening. By by the way, if you're a football guy or a, a comeback story guy, I implore you to download. I have a new I have a podcast which has been going on, but a new pod, a new all ball pod. So my podcast uh, is called All Ball. Okay. if you download it, you'll hear Maurice Clarett part 2. It's a three part Part one takes us through high school, his upbringing, college. Part two is he gets, he, he's sitting for a couple of years, takes us through all that, get, trying to get in the NFL draft, all the things working against him, and what led to his downfall as an NFL player. Going to jail two times over, everything. You, you're just, and, and his personal rehabilitation and how it started and who he is now. It's amazing. It's called All Ball. It's available on the Herd Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Download it wherever you iTunes, wherever you download. Um, It's Maurice Claret types of people in this world. All right. I, but look, there, there's two types of people in this world, All right? I believe there's three types of people with injuries. Ryan music knows he's worked with me. He's producing the show, right? There's an injury occurs and you're like, I don't ever want to see it. Just don't even, t- I can't take it. There's, I just, I want to catalog it. So just show me the broken bone or show me the gruesome injury or there's I'm type three, which is show it to me over and over again. I can't get enough of it. Well, in travel, I believe there's two types of people, right? There's the book way out in advance. Got to be three weeks or more in advance. These are the same type of people, by the way, that get to the airport two hours before they're going to fly. Or there's the last minute guy. And that's how you are with contracts. Sure. The Dallas Cowboys cost themselves a bunch of money by, Signing Dak Prescott to a four year completely guaranteed deal and he'll be a free agent in four years. Now we have to remember that Dak Prescott is different than Jared Goff is different than Josh Allen because their first round picks. So their first round contract actually lasts a hell of a lot longer and they're being much better compensated during the time which they're waiting for their second contract. Allen was the seventh overall pick. Jared Goff is the first overall pick. Those guys had four-year guaranteed contracts. Then you can franchise. Then you get the fifth-year option, which is a spike in how much they make guaranteed. And then there's the franchise tax. Essentially, that first contract can be a seven-year deal with one franchise. That's not the way it works with a fourth-round pick. But there's two types of guys, two types of people. Are you a hey? I'm going to plan this thing. Uh, months out in advance? Or are you going to wait to the very last moment, go and search deals, try and use your miles and fly into wherever's close and as possible. Fly by the seat of your pants. The 49ers are taking the Rams. The Rams did this with Todd Gurley. It didn't work. They did it with Jared Goff. It didn't work. Okay, round two. Name
4: something that's not boring.
1: A laundry? Ooh, a book club. <sighs> Computer solitaire,
4: huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com.
7: No purchase
2: necessary, Forward, limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip.
5: Who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka.
3: And I'm Skip Bronson.
8: One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We have more insightful conversations between myself, Paul Muldoon, and Paul McCartney about his life and career. It was
5: twenty years ago today. We had a big bear of a man, it's was called Mal Evans, who's on roadie, and uh, mm-hmm. I was coming back on the plane, and he said, "Will you pass the salt and pepper?" And I'm Miss hurry. I said, what? Sergeant
8: Battle. This season, we're diving deep into some of McCartney's most beloved songs. Yesterday, Band on the Run, Hey Jude. And McCartney's favourite song in his entire catalogue, here, there and everywhere. Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Eagles did this with Carson Wentz. It didn't work. You sign a guy to a big contract early, And the upside is he doesn't have to worry. The upside is you have cost certainty. The upside is you do send a message to the locker room. This is going to be our guy. The downside is you send a message to the locker room. This is going to be our guy. And maybe they don't buy into him. I don't think that's who Josh Allen is. I do believe that Josh Allen has worked to improve himself. And he is. The quarterback of the now, the quarterback of the future, and the Bills have finally found their guy. And that's why they've gotten cost and quarterback certainty for the next decade, essentially. But there is a little buyer beware. You didn't have to book it now. You could have waited to the last second. And yeah, you might pay $100 more. Then when you land the second year, they're like, I got, this is not fun. I got to get out of here. Did the Bills act. Uh, D- did they expedite this process too expeditiously? <laughs> we'll ask John Middlecoff. Plus, we'll get his sense of the Hall of Fame. How can they fix it? We want to keep the stories short and tight, but six minutes of Peyton Manning left us wanting, yearning for more. Oh, yeah, and she'll be concerned at all that Dak Prescott can't really throw a football during padded practices right now.
6: Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app.
1: Meet Anna Delvey. She inspires loyalty in some, contempt in others, and obsession in everyone she meets. Anna is an audacious entrepreneur. Or maybe she's a complete con artist. But there's one thing about Anna you're never sure about. Who is she? Introducing Inventing Anna, a new limited series on Netflix. It's the story of the legendary German heiress and social media sensation Anna Delvey, who steals the heart of the New York social scene, along with a lot of their cash. But is Anna Delvey a brilliant businesswoman or a total fake? One journalist is determined to find out the truth, Inventing Anna, created and produced by Shonda Rhimes featuring Julia Garner as the mysterious Anna Delvey and Anna Klumsky as Vivian, the reporter tracking down Anna's true identity. Watch Inventing Anna, February 11th, only on Netflix. Look
9: through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure, and they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world.
8: Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Doug Gottlieb
0: in for Colin. This is The Hurt. John Minnokoff will join us momentarily. Get the former NFL scouts opinion on, did we learn anything from our first preseason game? What do we make of Dak Prescott's shoulder giving him issues? And what's the real story with San Francisco? Who are they actually going to start? Um, you know, look, I, I can't help but, but mention how impressed I was with USA basketball. And I, I think what happens is if you, if you watched the friendly games in Vegas, right? If you, if you, if you watched it in Vegas, you said, boy, they don't, they don't look very good. They don't look very connected. We talk about connected teams. They just don't look very connected. They were all trying to kind of do their own thing. Uh, They struggled to guard. And to put it all together, and look, they were down 15 points in the first half to Australia, come back and win that game by 19, and then they really led Tip to finish against France. They made it closer than they should have, kind of fell asleep a little bit at the wheel, got to five points, drew Holiday with a bizarre turnover. But I just, I really felt like This version of USA basketball is not going to go down as the greatest ever. It's not the dream team. It's not the redeem team. It doesn't have some catchy name, but considering where they were considering the rest of the world has gotten better. Um, the challenges of having three players kind of fly over the day they play France, right? They really only had 10 guys, which you might say that that's plenty that I probably helped them, right? Didn't have to play JaVale McGee, didn't have to play Keldon Johnson. And just one superstar, but, you know, other some of the other stars, I mean, Damian Lillard struggled. And and credit Greg Popovich, because many people, myself included, would have bailed a little bit on Damian Lillard and not started him. Didn't really guard, couldn't find his offense, wasn't making people better. But, you know, in the fourth quarter of the gold medal game, felt like Kevin Durant was out and he tired a little bit. And Lillard hit some really, really big shots. Part of that is your coach sticking with you. But Lillard wasn't great. They still found a way to win the gold medal. I, as a team, a collective group, incredibly impressed. Impressed. No negatives as a team. And I thought Kevin Durant elevated himself. And showed just, he is a notch above all those other dudes. Um, Navien. Uh, regardless of, for endless hot water, choose Navian. Get all the hot water you need for as long as you need it right now. Save hundreds on a new Navian tankless water heater with local rebates. Visit tanklessmade simple.com simple dot com. That's tanklessmade simple dot com. John Middlecoff joins us. And Middlecoff, of course, the former NFL scout, former assistant in college. He's got the Three and Out podcast. I want to get to the mm-hmm. Hall of Fame game and and a a sweaty Peyton Manning uh, afterwards hanging out with Tom Brady, you know, two goats in in one picture. But you also, you love hoops. Um, What's your takeaway from the gold medal winning performance by Team USA?
4: Well, I mean, they just had the best player in the tournament, Kevin Durant, and wouldn't you say in the history of basketball, when you have the best player, you typically have a chance to win. Uh, You know, Damian Lillard, as someone who's watched him really closely over the years going to war against the Warriors, is his game really that suited for international basketball? No. You know, I mean, so it's just, and he clearly is the second best player on the team, so it just throws off kind of the hierarchy of the younger guys. But, I mean, they just had KD, and KD went healthy the last, I don't know, four or five years is just an unstoppable force. So, and his teammates are like better than Lucas, right? And even these Australia or France, they're just not close to as talented. If our guys – and the other thing is, listen, we can nitpick Draymond Green, and I know he gets you know, a lot of heat, but for those of us that live in Northern California have watched basically every game he's ever played that has mattered, he has to be one of the most unique players in the history of basketball because when he plays with good players, he becomes an elite player. Can he do it on his own? Of course not, but th- th- he's got to be up there with one of the greatest role players in the history of the sport.
0: No question. As long as you like, uh, and and we don't have to get into basketball X and O's, but the ability for him to to th- they can switch every screen when Draymond's in the game. They they couldn't do it when Bam, Bam Adebayo is in the game. By the way, I had my greatest line ever on Twitter. Did you <clears throat> did you see my Bam line? You would you'd love this one. I, I did not. Bam doesn't have to be vaccinated. He can't catch anything anyway, right? Like that's. <laughs> I don't know what happened to his hands when he got to Japan, but he could not catch couldn't. Couldn't catch a cold in the dead of winter. It was
4: really he did he did not have a a great tournament. All right, I, I don't think I don't think and I I just don't think Draymond gets enough respect for how skilled he is as a player. You well, can't no, but score, but I would also I would, also, I, would
0: are, I would I would argue with you that that that's kind of what international basketball like that's what that tournament is more about. Right, it is more about skill than pure athleticism. It's one of the things I think we struggle with skill and toughness more than pure athleticism based upon how the game is officiated and based upon some of the rules and we had to we had to match some of that and I think Draymond helps it but I also think that we undervalue some international players because they have a little bit of what Draymond has and we don't they don't look like a KD they're not 7 footers that hit, that can hit you know hesitation pull up jump shots in your eye so I agree that's with fair. you but I also think that's a little bit more what that tournament is kind of about all right let's let us let's, let's get to the, the Hall of Fame. How do we do this? Like I know you want to tighten up the speeches, but who's rapping Peyton Manning after six minutes? I, I feel like that only displays the difference in the real Hall of Famers and the guys that are in the Hall of Fame. Right? Like I'm not trying to disparage Isaac Bruce. He should have been in the Hall of Fame a long time ago based upon his numbers and how good he was. But like Peyton Manning's one of the five best throwers of the football quarterbacks to command a football team ever. I want to hear him longer. How do you how do you fix it? The the disparity in the speeches that are needed, even though you can't really tell a guy, hey, one guy you can go thirty, the other guy you can go five.
4: That is a great question. I mean, you're right. I'm watching last night, thinking the moment this guy walks into that room, and they always talk about how the heads talk, you know, at night, <clears throat> he's immediately one of the best players in that room. You know, probably a top eight, ten player in the history of the Hall of Fame. Now, I, you could kind of tell. I didn't have a stopwatch next to me. You know, Charles Woodson went a little longer. Peyton could have gone for 15 minutes. No one was going to say anything. I actually think it's smart to tell the guys because we don't want to get into a situation where the guy is talking for 30 minutes. But just it's a little loose, right? There's not going to be the horn that goes off. You know, like the Oscars, I guess, we couldn't see on TV, but they're like waving things and, you know, blinking the lights. Like, just tell people eight to ten minutes and then give a little leeway of a guy like Peyton to go 15 if he wanted because Peyton – If he would have gone for twenty minutes, no one would have budged.
0: He was he was awesome. It is interesting that last night's maybe the first time that people have started to come back around. When he retired and he was playing, Peyton was in the conversation the best quarterback ever. Now that was before Brady had this late career resurgence, and now all of a sudden now we're like, oh yeah, Peyton was arguably the greatest quarterback of all uh, of all time. What's reasonable? I feel like Favre right now is completely out of the discussion. And people forget, Favre, it was a different time, a different era, and so his interceptions were viewed differently. Where are we on the Peyton and Favre in the all-time great quarterback discussion?
4: Yeah, to me, Rodgers is better than Favre. I think that's something that feels like it's been passed the last four or five years. Uh, Because when Favre retired, I think he was viewed as probably like a fringe top five, six type guy. Uh, And then over that period of time, right, in the 2010s, Rodgers took off like a rocket ship, and Peyton really validated his career in Denver, even though he didn't necessarily need to. But just getting that se- second Super Bowl ring, even though he was a shell of himself at the time, no one's going to remember looking back in 20 years. He's a two Super Bowl type quarterback, right? Honestly, he probably should have three or four, but he feels right having two. I would put Peyton ahead of him. I would definitely put Rodgers ahead of him. I- I've always said this I, I think Peyton and Tom are the magic and bird of their sport. Now it's different because Tom has also morphed into Michael. <laughs> so it's like th- their combination, Peyton's power on and off the field was, it- it is hard to quantify to me, right? Cause he was such an elite player. He's a top five quarterback probably ever, but his just me- like what he means to the game of football, his popularity, his celebrity status, what he just represents for football is so big. And, uh, and I, that's why, like, it's not even a question Tom was going to be there. They're, like, intertwined. Even as Tom is separated and just keeps winning these Super Bowls, without Peyton, I, I think it's fair to say, like, they probably – I just don't think the sport becomes quite as big. You know, it's perfect timing. It's, it, it's, it, I,
0: I thought, look, you, you did the bird magic thing. You're, you're right. You're, you're right. And it's, it's always interesting to me on how when I – you know, when, when you start doing the, the basketball lists, how people – you know, they throw Kobe in there. Like I loved Kobe and I got to know him after his career was over late in his career and after his career is over. And he became much more interesting. There's there's, Kobe is not even in the discussion with the magic and bird in terms of what they did for the league and how much they ran the league. Kobe's a great player, a great player. And he resonates much more so with this generation of NBA player. Uh, but everybody wanted to be Jordan. And before that, it was Magic and Bird save the league, and the Magic and Bird parallel works perfectly. Because here's the other thing people don't don't realize, right? It's not all Peyton and Tom Brady, but the NFL in the mid-'90s wasn't that popular, <laughs> right? Like, there's a was it, reason... Wasn't
4: the NBA bigger? Wasn't Michael yes, Jordan bigger than the NFL? Yes! I mean, yes! Yeah.
0: Right, like, there's a reason that in the mid-'90s, LA lost two teams, not one. It lost two teams. And go back and look at, at Sports Illustrated's covers of, like, What's wrong with the NFL in terms of the ratings and all this other stuff? And I do think that they're not the only reason, but they're uh, and I would put Favre in there, but but yeah, Favre, he played a role. Yeah, because who doesn't? Everybody love Favre, right? Like the truth is, everybody loved Favre was your guy. Like man, I'd lo- I'd love to crush a beer and 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 ha- talk football with that guy. And then Peyton has this incredible likability, and yet this corporate nature. And then Tom Brady is kind of a just. He Only now has he become likable, right? Tom Brady was exceptionally unlikable up until like three years ago. I mean, until he left the Patriots, he was, t- he was, he was, he, he was seen as arrogant, aloof, and,
4: and disconnected from the rest of football America. And it's weird. Tom portrays, and you saw last night when they started booing him, he's kind of got the chip on his shoulder still to this day with all the success. Peyton, I think, had that, having known people that were around him in Indy and then in Denver like, Peyton is nuts. The people, like, his work ethic, what he demanded. Like, people, you know, you hear all these stories. People walk on eggshells around Belichick. Kind of like that with Peyton Manning. Yeah. Uh, but, when he, but when the camera's on and we see him publicly, if you don't know him personally, you're like, oh, my God, greatest guy ever. You know. Yes. And I, I'm not saying he's a bad guy. I'm just saying he is really intense, like Tom, but he does not portray that because he's kind of got this jokester thing going. The, yep. the whole Manning crew kind of does. And he's just he's just a unique athlete. He's a unique, just American character in the history of our lives.
0: John Minokoff joining us to announce the podcast. You should download it. It is outstanding. Okay, let's uh, let's get to the Josh Allen contract. The stats are actually eerily similar through three years to Jared Goff. They signed him to a long term extension in the same time span in which they signed Jared Goff. I think I I believe he's better than Goff. He's not Goff, but is there any buyer beware for the Buffalo Bills? giving a guy this much for this long, this early in his career?
4: You know, I I hadn't thought about it. I I was in the car about 15 minutes and heard you bring that up. I I would say there are a couple differences. Physically, he's in a completely different universe. And I think what we've seen the last couple years is Jared Goff. uh, Cousins falls into this, and I would say Cousins has become a better player than Goff, obviously. But they can't make plays when they're not there because they're athletically are just limited and Josh has nothing in common with those guys that way. Now I think he's really worked on his accuracy. Now we'll see last year if that was more of a benefit, you know, empty stadiums, it was just different, you know? So they are betting on things that are unknown, but someone in the league text me this that like, if he just maintains as just being like a fringe pro bowl guy, the key to that contract was they have him under contract for a long time. That six-year deal it was basically an eight-year deal, right? Mm-hmm. So they control him for a long time. Now, if it goes Jared Goff, it's a disaster. But they – Sean McDermott is – he puts a huge value, character, work ethic. I, I, bet, I mean, he's, he's just a, kind of an old-school tight ass, and he clearly really believes in the guy. And at his core, he's a defensive guy, right? So he's right. not some offensive guru. So for him to really – and it's taken him three years. I remember talking to him at the Combine – they really believed that, and at the time, the Diggs trade hadn't happened yet, but they could surround him with the right players. They knew how to kind of get his strengths, and they saw it last year. Now, when you guarantee that type of money, you know, hell, I mean, it was a risk with Mahomes. You're really betting to me, and we talk a lot about this with Peyton and Brady, is like they got rich so early, and it did, they, got, they worked harder, you know? So as long as, you know, so I think something with Goff is like, well, they the biggest grinder. Yeah, but he, but he truly no, the no, no. Writer? Listen,
0: listen, listen. The what, what the Rams have told me was was like, look, it, it, you can't. It's one thing to not be a great worker. It's another thing to not be a great worker and be a quarterback. And then it's a whole other thing when you're Sean McVay's quarterback, right? Like Sean McVay has that John Gruden, you know, up at crack of dawn, last one out of the building. Yeah. And then when you look around, and your quarterback isn't the same level of fanatic. You just you just don't vibe it. And he didn't draft him. He was already there. Right. Um, he wouldn't let it loose. So I, I it, it's all right. Well, I, enough with the golf thing. Let's 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 get to a couple other. I was at Chargers camp. And when I tell you that they're all converts to the church of Justin Herbert, I'm <laughs> underselling it right yeah. now. And I was only I was there for a day and I'm going to go out there a day this week as well. And there are just some throws that he makes that you just, I can't. How did so many people miss? Because even when he was selected, after Tua went, there were questions about the, the, the Justin Herbert selection. I even think the Chargers, if Tua was on the board, would have taken Tua instead of Herbert. How did they all miss?
4: I think there's an element in the scouting process when the season ends, the paralysis by analysis, and the nitpicking of quarterbacks that sometimes personality stuff can throw guys off. And I I think that hurt Justin. Even though I've seen some clips on social media, he seems like he's very comfortable now in his own skin around the guys. And clearly, if you talk to people in Oregon, they'd never had that. They always thought, like, I think you guys are too worried that he's not some super loud rah-rah guy. He's definitely loud enough. The other thing to me that hurt him, because, listen, we live out here in the West, we end up watching a lot of Pac-12. It didn't look like... You know, he looks way better now than he did at Oregon. Yeah. But I think when you dive back in, in the history of my like, adult life, Oregon's always had really NFL running backs, NFL tight ends, and good wide receivers. He played in this weird era where they didn't have any of those. He didn't play with NFL running backs. He did not play with an NFL tight end. Like, he was not playing with NFL skill guys, which Oregon, I mean, they have now. They're going to continue to have. They had with Chip, they had with Bilotti. And he just had this weird era where he wasn't playing. So you'd watch him. You'd like, why is he missing these wide receivers? Well, turns out they weren't open. Turns out they, were just, they weren't any good. You know? and, and now I, you watch him with Keenan Allen when you're out there. Like, he's on equal footing. Like, he, he's with his equals. Mike, Mike Williams, these guys. And uh, back to Josh Allen a little bit. When you are physically that elite, yeah. if you can put it together, there is no stopping you at the highest level. In, in basketball, in baseball, in football, like, his physical attributes it's are better than ninety nine percent of every. How, how big is he, Doug? Like you stood next to him? Six, six five and a half. I mean, he's six huge. five six
0: six. What, which I'll tell you what's <laughs> interesting is I, I encourage. Like I never went to. I, people ask me all the time. Like you know the Rams trained out here when I was a kid. I never went, but I've been to Rams camp and been to Chargers camp and been to, been to Cowboys camp. What what is crazy? What people should do is go on a day when they don't when, when when they just have shells on or whatever, and you can see there's a there's a difference in the stars and everybody else. Right, like there's a yeah. tangent. Their legs, their body, they look different than everybody else. It's hard. Like Mike Williams looks different, and Keenan looked different than all the other wide receivers. Justin Herbert looks different. I'm um, obviously like Chase Daniels, his backup. He looks like his, he looks like his little <laughs> big brother, right? I mean, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, they're, they're like they're like uh, that movie. Remember that movie Twins with Arnold Schwarzenegger and, um, and Danny, Danny DeVito? Devito, right? That's that's who <laughs> yeah. they are. But there's there's a and I mean Derwin James, he looks different than all the defensive backs. Um, want to ask you about the Niners? They're, they're, they're telling everybody Garoppolo's playing unbelievable. Is, are they trying to move him, or is he really playing unbelievable?
4: Yeah, I mean, the couple practices I was at, and I'm going to go this week too, I mean, he looks fine. He looks like Jimmy Garoppolo. The difference is, like you, you know now, like you go see Matt Stafford throw or G- Justin Herbert throw, you're like, wow, right? And you just see Trey Lance let it rip. It's just on a completely different level. His physical attributes are just so far superior to Jimmy. Now Jimmy is not, you know, on the quarterback end, he's I guess there are shorter quarterbacks in the league now, but you know, six one and a half, six two, kind of that range has always been short shorter for quarterbacks. You know, he's that. He's not a great athlete for NFL standards. He doesn't have a great arm. He's not gonna look great in practice, right? He's gonna really have to hang his hat on just making plays in the game because Trey Lance in practice is gonna do things that he can't do. One they just run running plays for him, right? Like the zone read, he just takes right. off and it looks sweet. And he's not like Lamar where he's running four three, he's probably like a four five eight guy. I mean he's fast, but he's not like he's not gonna bust ninety yard runs. But he can he's got wiggle. So he can like make guys miss. And then when he just lets it rip, I mean, it just he's got a stronger arm. Now I, I always say this about young quarterbacks, and I'm guilty because it's hard. You go to these practices. Like, you, when you watch Matt Stafford let it rip, like, you've seen him do that in games, right? You've seen Herbert and him get hit. Like, how's it going to look when Trey Lance get hit? I, I'm not saying I don't expect him to hop up, but you just never truly know. They I, they come to practice against the Chargers. So next week, if I'm Kyle, I'm sure him and Brandon Staley will – they'll tell each other what they want to see, right? If I'm Kyle – Send Derwin James on blitzes. I just want to see how he reacts. You can kind of manipulate the practice a little bit, yeah. and I bet that's what both those two teams will do. Last that's going to be w- fun. That's going to be explosive yeah. practices.
0: Oh, so many, so many dudes. Both teams have just dudes. Um, last thing, Dwayne Brown, kind of a hold in, but he's 36 years old, last year of his deal. What do you do if you're Seattle?
4: Well, they're kind of in a pinch. They don't have a choice. So, I, you know, I can't give them, like, a four-year deal, but can you give them, like, some two-year fully guaranteed, you know, 40 million bucks or something. I, it, it's a complicated situation, but you knew going in that this was possible, right? So they, they have some of these hold ins with their different players. Like, this is on them. Like, they knew the contract statuses. Like, you have to figure this stuff out. But also, when your quarterback makes, you know, $35 million, it's, it makes it a little more complicated.
0: So, what do you do? You extend him and, and, and kick it down the road. I'm like, but like, do, how long do you want to extend him when he's 36 years old?
4: Well, that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, would he sign if I fully guarantee this year and next year and basically give him like, you know, forty, like twenty a year, you know, whatever a, high, a number where he feels he should fall in the hierarchy? But I'm not giving him; we're not paying till thirty-eight, thirty-nine. So right. I, maybe you are just at an impasse. But if you're you need him to play this year, like you can't function without him. Correct. I saw someone tweeted the other day; they're on like their sixth left tackle. Everyone's hurt. You know, the season's not that far away.
0: Awesome. Hey, uh. Listen, uh, great stuff. Look forward to the next pod. Enjoy practice this week. We'll talk to you soon. You too. See ya. That's uh, John Middlecoff, Three Podcast. Quickly, Rhyme Music with the news.
10: No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Keep the NFL discussion rolling here, Doug. You mentioned this earlier in the show. You talked to Jason LaCanfora about it. Deshaun Watson returned to the Texans today. He Step
8: into the world of power, loyalty,
3: I will call upon you to do a service for me Play the Godfather Now at Chumpacasino.com Welcome to the family
1: VDW Group, no purchase necessary where prohibited by law See terms and conditions, 18 plus
3: Good song The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that?
5: Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy Hi everyone,
3: I'm Paul Anka And I'm Skip Bronson Tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts,
8: or wherever you get your podcasts. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We have more insightful conversations between myself... Paul Muldoon and Paul McCartney about his life and career.
10: It was 20 years ago
5: today. We had a big bear of a man who was called Mal Evans he was and uh, I was coming back on the plane and he said will you pass the salt and pepper and I misheard him. I said what? Sergeant Pepper?
8: This season we're diving deep into some of McCartney's most beloved songs. Yesterday Band on the Run, Hey Jude and McCartney's favourite song in his entire catalogue here, there and everywhere Listen to season 2 of McCartney A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts
6: There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger, Since You have Been Gone, and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
10: was there for the beginning of training camp, but was doing some rehab on a calf and ankle injuries. Uh, Today, he did some very light work in practice early on, then uh, went to the locker room, took off his helmet, and watched the remainder of practice. Long time Houston Chronicle NFL reporter John McClain tweeted out today, Deshaun Watson will never play another down for the Texans, whereas NFL insider for Yahoo Sports Charles Robinson tweeted out, there could be some truth to what, John McClain is saying but the Texans haven't folded up shop at making another run at Watson they're going to let it play out with the holden, see if there might be an Aaron Rodgers type solution it may not be likely but there will be an attempt so the Texans back at square one with Deshaun Watson one step forward two steps back it seems like
0: I, I do I do think that like I mean part of the hypocrisy of Deshaun Watson is like look you wanted the cha- the culture change they changed like everything with within the team And you got to at least let it play out a little bit. So maybe that's the idea. It's like, look, we told you it's going to be different. You're around practice. You see how different we are. Why don't you give it a chance? So maybe that's their last play because they know they're not going to get proper value in return for a trade, whether it's now or hopefully after these lawsuits. I I don't don't know what happens with them, but there's no way they're going to get the proper value for his level of talent.
10: We'll wrap it up with this, Doug. Miami Dolphins... And their quarterback, Tua Tunga-Vailoa, had a very up-and-down rookie season, despite the overall success in terms of win-loss record last year. Uh, Regarding some of the criticisms that he had about his rookie debut last year, Tua told NFL Media, I've learned a lot. To me, there's talent and then there's experience. No matter how much talent you have, I don't think that ever overrides experience. For me, it's a lot of learning. I learned a lot last year and continue to learn a lot. So a lot of learning for a lot of learning. In that learning. Uh, Just keep you the learning. i mean yeah.
0: experienced. That's right. Okay, now you're experienced. I look, being a second, there's a lot of pressure on him to perform. Uh, the, the, the Deshaun Watson rumors wouldn't be out there unless everyone was disappointed. There just weren't the wow plays. So we'll see. Maybe it was the offense. Maybe it was that he didn't have anybody to throw to. Maybe it was that he's coming off of hip surgery. Or maybe he wasn't as good as as people thought. But remember, everyone had him rated above Justin Herbert. It was just concerns about his body that really held them back from going all in. And that's Rhyme Music with the news.
6: Well, that's the news.
8: And thanks for stopping by. The
6: Herd Lie News.
0: I'll tell you what I have in common with Tom Brady next
6: in the Herd. Be sure to catch live editions
0: of
8: The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of the Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry, in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Get right to the romance and find the way to wow this Valentine's with 1-800-Flowers.com. From classic roses and bouquets to decadent chocolate-covered berries, gourmet treats, and more. Surprise your valentine with 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, get the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in.
8: If I could be you... And you could be me... For just one hour. If you could
5: find
0: a way...
6: It's almost the end of the show, but that doesn't mean we're phoning it in. Nope, we grind to the very last segment. It's time for Best for Last.
0: Okay, so the Best for Last that we got for you is Friday, I became kind of like Tom Brady. Well, I guess Tom Brady back when he tore his ACL, but he tore up his knee. Of course, he had MCL replacement surgery this past offseason. I had ACL surgery on Friday. Um, Like. Uh, there's lots of stuff. I, I knew there was a choice. I didn't know there was this many choices in what you could use. Like you can use cadaver, which is dead body, right? You can use a dead body, anything you want. Hamstring, quad tendon, ACL, whatever. I just, I got spooked because people said sometimes cadavers fail. So I was like, yeah, or they don't, you know, they don't vibe with your body. And then you could do your own patella tendon, which is your own knee or your own quad tendon. I did my own hamstring. Did you know you had this many options? It's like, man, it's like, it's like you get to the front of the, 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 the Chipotle line and they're like, uh, you're like, oh man, there's just too many things to pick. Too many things to pick. I, 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 need somebody to pick for me. Um, but this is day, I never know. This is a lot like, I guess yesterday was day three, but I had it done on Friday so is that day one or is that day zero? And then Saturday, Sunday, is this day three or is yesterday? Music, help me out. Is this because I never, this is like, and you're not old enough to remember this. You used to ask people, people for directions. Back before you could put it in your phone. Yeah. You go like, hey. And they go like, you know, you go six, six, six lights up and you take a right. Do I count the first light? Do I count the first day in my days?
10: Yes. Um, yeah, I did. Well, yeah, I would imagine so. How long was the surgery?
0: I don't know. I was asleep. Um,
10: <laughs> I think
0: two and a half hours.
10: Yeah. So you count that as day one. If it was like an all like an all day event to where you go into surgery and it's basically nighttime by the time you're done, maybe that's not a full day. But I'm guessing you got this done in the afternoon or morning. Yeah, it was was afternoon. Yeah. So you're basically still living out that day. So I'd count that as the first day. Okay. Um, And so do you have to go all the way under or do you have a choice in that? Yeah, no, I I was under. Okay.
0: But I was like, I was tired anyway. I don't know why. Like I was, the emotions of it a little bit, you know, uh-huh. it was like a little, so I was like watching rhythmic gymnastics. And I remember the anesthesiologist coming and talking to me. I don't remember anything after that. I don't <laughs> remember being wheeled in. I don't like, if you ever was like, but well, I remember
10: like you're talking to me in that phone I don't remember anything. So then when, when do you come out of it? What's that? What's that like at that point? Well, I came out you? of it.
0: I remember where I came out of it back in the same place that I was. When I went, you know, like the recovery area is the same as when you first, your pre-op. Okay. But I don't, I, you know, like, I don't remember much of any, like conversations, you know, I, it's, it's literally a blank spot in my brain. Like there's four or five hours there where I have no idea what happened. <laughs> so people are like, how'd it go? Everybody's like, how'd it go? I don't know. I was asleep. I mean, right. the doctor says it went really
10: well, but what's he going to say? Oh man, I butchered that one. So in terms of the choice that you made to do hamstring, do they walk you through like, well, if you choose the hamstring, it may make your hamstring feel like this or your quad feel differently? Or how did you arrive at choosing the hamstring?
0: Good question. question. So when they did the MRI, he looked at my hamstrings. He was like, your hamstrings are really strong and I really want to use your hamstring. I said, well, here's the thing. The only part I, I've not, I've never really been hurt until this. The only yeah. thing I've ever really heard is pulling my hamstring. He's like, you know what? Honestly, this will help that I can take, I can use the one that's pulling. I was like, well, won't that, won't that potentially like rip in my knee? They're like, no, that's not, not how it works. So I apparently I have, it's, it's a, it's a little bit more painful in these first couple of days because you don't just have pain in the front. You have pain in the back okay. with the hamstring and they couldn't run a blocker into the back. So I did feel the hamstring the first couple of days but it's, I think, a little bit easier to rehab as opposed to when you do the patella tendon, which is your own knee, now you have to rehab your, that part of your knee as well as the ACL and then everything around it. So I don't know. Basically, he said, this is what I would do. My doctor is a former basketball player, played at Santa Clara. I played with him when I was a little kid. He was like, he was like a god. He played a modern day. he named Andy Carrick. And as a basketball player, and he's currently a surfer, he's like, this is what I would do. So I was like, well, that's what I'm going to do. You know, like it's the whole idea of he knows a lot more than me, so I'm going to take his advice. <laughs> I mean, that's that's pretty much it. I don't know what Tom Brady used. I also I wish I could get whatever Tom Brady's using to make his face look younger. That's the kind of stuff I really want if I go under next time. All right, Colin's back tomorrow. Don't worry, you can send your hater tweets all you want. Make sure you download the All Ball podcast. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is The
7: Herd. Since Nineteen. California Department of Public Health,
0: Traveling for college hoops this year? Pro tip stay at graduate hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball just. Like us, each graduate hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have thirty plus hotels in the best college towns, and get this: you can save up to thirty percent off with code Doug. That's my name, Doug. Good at any graduate hotel location, anytime up to thirty percent off. So, here's what you do: book your stays at GraduateHotels.com. That's GraduateHotels.com
4: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW revoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
2: I'm John Seifer and I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission
3: Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.